Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm an actor, screenwriter, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Cleon Peterson. Cleon's an LA-based artist whose chaotic and violent paintings show clashing figures in a struggle between power and submission in the fluctuating architecture of contemporary society. He started as a graphic designer before working as an assistant to Shepard Ferry. Since breaking out on his own, his work has been exhibited around the world. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at the artist's work ethic podcast at gmail.com and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading last thing before we get into the episode I would love anyone listening to subscribe rate and review the artist's work ethic podcast wherever you listen to podcasts it really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to all right Cleon thank you for coming on with me today how's it going so when you first made your leap into art full time, how confident were you in yourself? And, and did you have any sort of backup plan? Basically, I, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an artist. And like everything is basically a backup plan or some kind of compromise until now. <laughs> when did I first make my leap into art full time? I think I've just always done whatever I could find some kind of like like art in whatever forum I could figure out. Like at first I drew skateboards because that was an easy way for me to make money. Like that was the only way I could figure it out. After that, I like worked for clothing companies and I found out that like I worked with my friend Shepard that like is it, he, he was at that time in like um, the 90s like doing uh, his posters and design work and stuff like that. So I, I was like, wow, doing this illustration thing, it's like pretty hard to make money. So I'm going to like move into like maybe learning something about design. Cause it seemed like they were giving money away easier that in that zone. Yeah. All throughout that time, like my real love was painting and I wanted to be a painter. So it was like all these steps and become and working my way into that. I went to back to school. I got like a crazy story that goes like all over the place. So it's hard for me to like kind of make sense of it all sometimes. Yeah. But in uh I'd say like 2004, I went back to school, decided to because I dropped out a couple of times, decided to like go for a design degree. I'd kind of given up on the idea that I was gonna be a, like a kind of artist, you know what I mean? And I finished going to, I got a master's degree in 2000. I think I left there in 2004, went back to work in the, I went back to work for Shepherd Ferry at that time. I thought maybe like the closest I would, would be to like doing my own art was like working with other artists. So I thought maybe like if I was able to design books or do magazines and stuff like that, that would be cool. I still had some paintings like left over from like when I was at grad school, my last project, I kind of like gone away from the design and went into making some paintings and, and uh, I was designing a book for 
some artists and a gallery owner came over to my house and seen these paintings like laying on the floor and was like, like, oh, do you want to be part of a show? I can put these in a group show. I was like, sure, man. I had absolutely no expectations at that point, you know, but um, she put them in a group show and somebody important bought the work and took them to Art Basel. And, and then I was like, this is my opportunity to move into what I always love to do, you know, making my art. And, and that's where it kicked off, you know. Well, that was great that you, you, you saw that door and stepped right through it when, when the door did open. Yeah, man. Cause, um, I, it's, it's interesting. Cause you think like the path to like doing what you want to do is like, a, like there's a straight line to it or something like that. But my, my story, it goes all over the place before I get to where I'm supposed to be, you know? And, and it, it was super funny too. Cause like, I'm like, you know, I didn't want to be homeless or anything and I didn't want to be poor, destitute and everything, you know, cause I didn't have anybody kind of like, that was going to take care of me while I like, you know, ran after my dreams or whatever. <laughs> so I was out, like I worked, I went from working like five days a week to working four days a week to working three days a week to working two days a week. And then finally, when I was confident said, Hey, Shepard, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, um, just work on my art. So would you say persistence was a big factor for you to just, you, you like, you, you just kept going after it and going after it and going after it. You didn't really ever settle down and just say, forget it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to work with him for the rest of my life. And, and that'll be it. You, you know, you, you kept going after it. I did. And there's a few things. I mean, luck, there's some luck involved, you know what I mean? Be in the right place at the right time in terms of like where you fit into the world and everything. Another thing I think that I had that I learned during that time was, you know, the design biz is like a business where you look at things around you and you kind of have a client, you try to make work that the world's demanding of you. And um, the art biz is like where you kind of look inside yourself and try to like develop who you are, you know, and put that out in the world. And I'd always had this kind of conflict in me at thinking about how the world was going to judge me or something like that. And because there was no expectations for me to be successful in the art world when I finally got a chance, it gave me this freedom to kind of actually not give a shit and um, do what I actually felt like was that I should make without any kind of transactional thing with the world. I wasn't expecting to get money out of it or anything else and i was like willing to take risks i think that's one thing like that maybe people see when they see my work maybe they don't even understand is just like that there's some form of courage in it you know what i mean in terms of like not not being a social conformist or something like that you know well kind of (laughs) going off of that would you say is there anything that you've done in your career or some moment in time along the way where you felt like you went above and beyond in some way that the artist to your left or your right might not have done that kind of gave you an, an extra footing in your career? I mean, yeah, there was a point in my life where I realized that a lot of fear was like dictating everything I did, you know, I had kind of like stopped giving myself opportunity because I wasn't actually asking for it. And so like one of the things I try to do is like when I define something that I want, actually go out and try to get it. 
like I felt like I was shooting myself in the foot so for so long with this kind of like voice in the back of my head telling me I couldn't do things. Do you know? Yeah, what, a lot what of you, stuff has it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just say, what do you think changed there that get changed your perspective? I mean, I went through like some serious life crisis stuff, like in terms of like drug addiction, getting arrested, going to jail, having the stigma of that stuff, then getting sober. When when I got sober, I kind of realized like. This is after, this is before I went back to school and started working and all this stuff for Shepherd and stuff. But I realized that like I only got one chance at this this life deal, you know what I mean? So better to kind of live out of fear and like go for things that I want to do than sit back and be an angry observer. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Make it's better to live like messy than be an angry observer. Nowadays, how are you structuring your day? generally to to be productive and and live your life at the same time i mean i wake up every day at, at like five thirty in the morning and i go to work till about four o'clock and then i chill out with my kids and stuff and that's just like an everyday thing i think like you know people talk about the myth of like inspiration and stuff like that i think it's like way less like that for me it's like practice kind of thing just a daily persistency yeah yeah, and then try to figure out, like, uh, there's this guy, Ed Fella, that was a designer. He's kind of old. He went back to school when he was 50 or something. I think one of the things that he talks about is, like, kind of cultivating that, that like, child love that you have for what you do. Like, so, like, eventually things kind of, if you get stale on them, get, like, to be a burden. Sure. I try to, like, tune into, like, you know, why I started liking art and why I became an artist and, and the passion I have for it. I mean, for me, like making art is, um, I need it in my life. You know, it's kind of like what makes me feel productive, feel like I'm part of society. It's like a dialogue that I have with the people in the world. You know, it also like gives me downtime where I can get centered and, and figure out what it is that's bouncing around in my head. You know, that the subject that I make work about is usually things that I'm pissed off about, you know, in the world have some form of catharsis and taught in like not acting things out, but acting things out in the world of the art. Sure. I think that's, you know, when I, when I am writing, I think that's a very similar, you're kind of working that stuff out and it's just on, I mean, I guess not on paper anymore, but on a computer screen working through all those things. And that scene that you might play out in your head can kind of become a real thing in the world. Yeah, I think it's super important. I mean, I think like more and more like we're in this weird world where things are very surface and very kind of aesthetic almost, and people aren't really deeply thinking about things. Everything is tuned into these emotional reactions and everything. And important for me to kind of try to get in touch with things on a deep level, you know? When I make work, like say I'll make, I'll be working towards a show and I'll think about time. It usually takes me like six months to make a show. I try to like go forward and think about what's going to be happening in the world in six months. And I always try to put my work in some kind of like relevant point of what's going on in the world today, what my thoughts are about the world. It's like this kind of critical stuff about like context and my part in things and um, very personal stuff, you know? Sure. Do you enjoy working in the early morning or the late night better if you had to choose one of the two morning 
Hey, I'm worthless at night, <laughs> <laughs> especially when you have three kids. You know. Yeah, totally. I yeah, I have two kids, so I'm I'm not quite not <laughs> quite there, but uh, but yeah, I hear you. What's what's something in your sort of work ethic or, or daily routine that you feel like maybe you could improve on? I'm always trying to like do the best I can. You know what I mean. I don't try to like put myself into standards like that. I try to just do these like simple things of like showing up every day and giving it my best. You know what I mean? And I'm going to have good days and bad days. The world's full of compromise, I'd say. You know what I mean? You never get exactly what you want. Sure. But I've learned in my life, it's um, kind of like just showing up every day and learning how to live with, with um, not getting exactly what you want and kind of like meeking it out. That's where I go to. So another thing I've learned, I think, is um, compare myself to myself and not other people because uh, you're always going to end up on the losing end. If, if <laughs> there's, there's always someone doing something that you wish you were doing. Yeah, but there's great inspiration out there. People always are asking me, like, what other artists do you look at and stuff? I'm frankly bored with other artists. You know, I'm like reading and watching films and um, I get all this stuff, listening to music and stuff like yeah. comes in all kinds of ways. Anything that you want to plug or talk about before we go? Oh man, I'm always doing stuff. You know what I mean? And not really. I just enjoy uh, talking to you, Mike. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.